Blog Talk Radio. Do you guys have the same thing in mind? Well, I'll tell you what. Gary Hart's done it once and for all. He stuck his nose in the Tribal Nation's business. Tribal Nation is up on the top. We're going to the top of the totem pole. But Gary Hart, tell you what. You have that pretty hair. It's going to come plumb off. Bring any team you want. Bring any team you want. Any combination. Gary Hart, we're coming after your scalp. Now, let's go. You know why. I'm going to show you the body that women love and the men love to fear. It's just that simple. Take a look at that. How's that look, huh? You don't think there's You're a asking man me? out there? Look at it. I know. Hey, it don't take much for you to please you. Last time I was in San Francisco, I went downtown looking for a woman. You know what I mean? I wanted a woman. I couldn't find a woman. I found a lot of men that look like women. Now you, Hulk Hogan, you belong in San Francisco. What's wrong with you, Gene? And after it's all said and done, you're going to be taking splinters out of your fat asses all night long because you got some fat asses. The only chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance, is that you can run lickety split. Because you can't run because you got some fat asses. You know, to a warrior has a lot of bad habits. The only way to help me survive. Don't define yourself in the full power. Be a survivor. Don't smoke. Folks, there's Jumpin' Jeff Farmer. Jeff, a while back, what a match you had with Motley. Yep. I guess what we're trying to say is whether you're a fat out of shape truck driver, whether you're a skinny geek pushing a taxi cab, whether you're a doctor or lawyer that doesn't have half the money we have. This is the way life is. If Ollie wants to slap Road Warrior Hawk, he'll do it. If Tully wants to spit on Road Warrior Animal, he'll do it. If Iron wants to take Dusty Rhodes, do all that, he'll do it. And Nikita, if I want you, all three of them, to hold you, I'm going to slap you, I'm going to spit on you, I'm going to kick you, and I'm going to go. This is WrestleCast Radio with your hosts, Ryan Cook. He's walking up the ramp with with Sami Zayn and it's saying, now qualified for Money in the Bank, and they're advertising that. They cut to a small graphic showing Sami Zayn on one side, the other side, and the center of it says, Sami Zayn tells all with Bobby Lashley's sister. And Alex Mello. Robo Takahashi versus everybody. I, I thought I was going to have to give him a eulogy after the, the intense main event on night two of Battle of the Super Juniors. But boy, howdy, uh, did that match live up uh, not only to my expectations, but I'm hoping yours as well. Oh boy, did it live up to it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. We are live. WrestleCast Radio, late night. We decided, damn it, we couldn't help it. We had to do it. We're talking G1 Climax Final. Demetrius, sitting there with me. Alex, I think, is going to be joining us momentarily, uh, just getting his stuff together. Uh, We were thinking about doing this earlier. We told you we were going to do it, and then we decided not to do it. And then after, we, yeah. (laughs) What's going on, man? How are we doing? I'm a little bit on a wrestling high because, I mean, even though we didn't watch most of the prelims, Top to bottom, that seemed like one hell of a solid card. Yeah. So 
that was pretty awesome. I'm excited for what we're going to experience in a few hours here. In an hour? Yeah, uh, we are T-minus 52 minutes from the start of the G1 Climax 28 final. A tournament that kind of had its ups and downs, but the last three shows, the last five shows almost just delivered. Um, You watched the last... Two shows with me. The last two shows, and then I see in. You watched the last three shows. Was it the last three? Because I've seen a few of the stud matches from other shows, too. Mm hmm. Um, but, but we definitely we saw night 17, night 18, the, the big shows leading into what we're going to be getting tonight. Um, let's just kind of let's kind of talk a little bit about some of these matches. Uh, let me let me ask you this before we kind of go match by match. Hey, here we go. That's what hey. I'm talking about. Alex. Hello. Don't be a my a. What's going on, gentlemen? Happy <laughs> G1 finals time of the climax of the 28th edition. Wow. My howdy. Uh, they definitely did not uh, disappoint in the final night 18, I should say. Pre-final. <laughs> I I loved it. I loved it. I'm gonna say this before we get into it. I threw out three, four, and three quarter stars the last. Whoa! What? That, wow. <laughs> I went four point nine nine on one, but I'm not gonna lie though. Night seventeen, I was in awe. I get the rival rivalry now. I get what the ace is all about. Again, this tournament kind of freshening up Tanahashi, uh, but I probably went 6.5 stars on that match, but we'll get into that. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. Demetrius, I wanted to ask you, and this is something that you said right off the bat, what was the one thing after these last couple nights that you got to see that you took away going I am now a fan, I am on board, and this guy is everything you said. He is incredible. Zack Sabre Jr. is one of the best wrestlers in the world, hands down, period. Oh. My problem with the dude at the beginning was it was all submissions, nothing else. I didn't get to see anything else from him. Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. You're a huge technician. You're amazing. But the way he was stringing in some of his striking and some of his other, there was more impact, I guess, to his work now. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff that he was doing and getting people in, I was like, okay, I see you. I see you, homeboy. I, I got you. I got you. I'm a fan. During uh, during Zack Sabre and Naito, Alex, there was a spot where I was like, I'm telling you, this dude might be one of the top five wrestlers in the world right now. And he's like, you know, I'm I'm seeing it. I'm liking this 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 version of Zack Sabre. And he did something to Ibushi mid-match, and he went, okay, I'm a fan. I don't remember what it was because the, the match was so good. I'm trying to think of what it was, but it, it, he he hooked me in. That officially like turned my whole way of thinking on him. The 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 kicker was uh, Alex Knight 16 Zack Saber Hiroki Goto. Yep. Goto shoots off the rope, so Zack Saber runs counter or like like to like two o'clock while he's running off the rope and like jumps off of the turnbuckle to cut him back off in the center of the ring instead of just following him back off the rope. It was like a diagonal crisscross. That was oh, weird. That was phenomenal. What, what I also like about what Zack Sabre Jr. has done is, is, as you were saying, his ring athleticism, let's be real. I mean, I don't know how he can do so many different variations of a bridging pin, but I think I counted seven different variations in about a three-minute spot, which 
again, was insane to, to witness, but also just the confidence and the swagger. He is just uh, tranquilo times a hundred as he's sauntering uh, after his, his victim, um, you know, with their, with their own championship belts, you know, kind of saying, Hey, I, I, you know, I just got a, a pretty much a, a match into the future uh, by pinning you here. So again, as you always state, you know, they're, they're planting seeds for, for various matchups, which I will razor Zack Sabre Jr. I will ra- uh, throw in a Tomohiro Ishii mm-hmm. because, oh, my mm. God, I think he truly is, besides Sanahashi, I would say the M- But But it's hard to say because you had, what, 19 people with four points just in block B alone. I mean, this was just, I would say, from, from top to bottom, yes, even a Yoshihashi uh, especially with that that night seventeen victory uh, from from top to bottom, uh, a fantastic roster, a, a great what is it twenty man grouping. Um, I, I couldn't find a faltering in in any of these wrestlers. There were no Taichis or hell even the Torianos of the groups um, of of this uh, match or of the matches this year. Competitors uh, just fantastic from top to bottom. You had something. Oh, no, I was just going to go back to Sabre. Like, watching his work, too, I realized that that dude does not lose contact. Like, he's always touching you. So everything that he does, every transition, he's still touching a body part. And that was a huge thing that got me in to him, and especially after what we watched today. You know, we'll probably get into that. But, yeah, he... The transition was he had a counter for everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that was the beauty of it. From, you know, what... uh, from a one wing angel attempted to, you know, anything that, that Goto was trying to do, it was always into an octopus stretch or he's flipping your hand behind your, you know, your under underneath your leg of some sort. Oh, yeah. But I'm talking about like he had that Okada, I'm going to keep your wrist locked. Oh, like the, the wrist control? Yeah, like he yeah. has control of a limb. If you're going into something, you know, that goes with your counters too, but he always has a hand on a body part. So he's gonna work something, and it's like that's that's a beautiful thing. His his fluidity, with the way that he just maneuvers around you and continuously controls the tempo and the pace, and you know, Alex, you mentioned the amount of bridges that he had variations for. How about the amount of variations he had for sitting on top of you in an abdominal stretch? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he. I mean, and and here's the one thing that I really took out of this that made me just that much more jacked is. You know, we talk, I think it was night 12 or 10 or whatever, but he loses to Kenny Omega, and he's throwing a fit because he knows that that's the match that cost him the mm-hmm. whole tournament, and he knew it. And you go into the finals right now, yeah. and Zack Sabre Jr. finishes third in the entire block. Because uh, he, I believe he beat uh, Tetsuya Naito. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. yeah, Zach Saber beat Naito. So Naito finishes fourth, Saber finishes third. If he gets that Omega win that he so thought he had lined up, you know, we're getting Tanahashi and Zach Saber and, and cool. Zach Saber already beat Tana once. Speaking of also, Tanahashi, this is the second tournament win this year alone against Tetsuya Naito, which is an interesting tidbit. True. That's a good stat. And also, really and also, just like Ishii, as I stated earlier, beats some champions in these tournaments. And 
a la Juice Robinson and, and Hiroki Goto. So, so, so many, as, as you always say, uh, storylines progressing, not, not probably for the rest of this year, but, you know, into 2019 and beyond. And like I said, Ishii need, needs to get definitely a nice spotlight match come April at the Garden. So he beat the champion, too, so... Zack Sabre also getting another tournament victory over Tomohiro Ishii. Let's not forget that. I think, uh, Alex, to your point, I think that there's a good chance that Ishii gets the title shot at King of Pro Wrestling in in October against uh, Kenny Omega. Ooh. I like it. I also noticed that uh, Omega, it's Chaos and, and Bullet Club. I think that's still a thing. Uh, Bullet Club uh, tonight, uh, before the... No, it's not the one before the main event, but it is Ishii versus Omega, I believe. Kind of going back to back. Yeah, and we'll we'll, we'll break down that card. I'm excited to do that. Um, If you look at, too, the other thing, the other takeaway that I had from this show is Hiroshi Tanahashi gets 15 points. That is the most points ever for a wrestler in a 20-man G1. So he set a record on this. But, uh, you know, I'm glad you kind of brought this up because let's just kind of go into the card tonight. You know, for everybody listening that wants to get a full breakdown of night by night, you'll get it Monday. There's no point of, you know, overdoing it. Um, Alex, did you see the card for tonight? I did uh, because it literally just appeared about, what, five hours ago uh, because it was still Rey Mysterio battling vacant. <laughs> so in our opening morning. our opening contest we got Michael Elgin, Tomoaki Honma and Togi Makabe taking on Yuji Nagata, Shoto Amino, and who I believe is a new young lion, but I'm gonna research him Ayato Yoshida. So I'll be interested to see what he's gonna bring to the table. Yuji Nagata been kidding me. Uh how many Germans does Elgin give Yoshida tonight? Under over Six. five Demtrix, okay. Well, there you go. Sorry. I'm going <laughs> I'm I'm going more buckle bombs than Germans. Nah. Elgin's going to get dumped and not work again in the match. Damn. I mean, over under so two head for his tournament. by Hanma. Ooh, over. 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 Let's go over. <laughs> I like it. Uh, this match I like uh, is yeah. interesting. Tola Hanari taking on Bad Luck Folly. I told Demtris, I hope Hanari gets bribed to join the Tongans. Ooh. That would be interesting. The mm-hmm. one worker of the group. <laughs> but I'm fucked. Damn. Uh, then we get Hiroki Kono and Yoshihashi taking on Taichi and Takashi <laughs> Izuku. <laughs> this match is going to be tight for all the wrong reasons. For all is the it crazy reasons. that I have respect for Yoshihashi after that match with Hangman Page? No, because last year we, after the G1, we're like, man, Yoshihashi's really <laughs> coming into his own. And then, he phones it and then like halfway through the year, we're like, God, Yoshihashi sucks. Yep, just starts <laughs> to be fair, he's, he's been beaten up pretty much in every match, and... He, I would say he was more underdog than Toriyano this G1. <laughs> Yoshihashi's still butthurt that he was a young lion with with Okada and Naito. Hey, man. And he's like, Toriyano's a damn, man. look at those two guys and look at me. Where did I go wrong? I'm so, not even a jump. 
So even with Hashi's, what, what do you have? Six points when it all when it was all said and done. Uh, does Taichi take his spot next year, or does Hashi reserve his place? Because Hankman Page, obviously with six points, I believe still is more has a better outlook than I would say either of those two. But do you think Taichi might take Hashi's place, or no? I think you keep Yoshi Hashi's. Oh, excuse me, just to keep the you know the balance with with the babies and the heels. I think, if anything, um, the guy that I defended, Batlet Folly, I wish they would take out and put it, put Ujiro back in. I just think Show in there if he's a heavyweight. Yeah. Alex, not to jump off track, and we'll get to him in a minute. But, well, you know what, let's, Demetrius, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I had a discussion with him about it, my thoughts. I want to get you thought, but we'll, we'll save it until we get to the semi main. Uh, then we got Juice Robinson, Finley taking out Hangman Page and Cody. That'll be, ooh. That'll be a good one. Uh, Young Bucks and Marty Skrull taking on Tamatanga, Tsongaloa, and Taiji Ishimori. Is this an open, never open tag saddle match? That's what I was going to ask you and see if you heard anything about because I don't see anything listing it as that. But, I mean, why not? I still think they're going to do Bucks and Gorilla. Because if it is, do they win with Bone Soldier on their squad? Do they win? Well, If it is the title? I'm going to say no. Wait, what's the match again? Uh, it's the Young Bucks and Marty Skrull against Girls of Destiny and Ishimori. I'm going no. I'm going to go no because I got some information that I, can't, I, I was saving for the air to drop tonight. I, I left Demetrius in limbo on this. But I, I got thought they were all suspended and all that stuff, too, so I'm kind of confused. Or that was what I was going to go stuff. Not suspended yet, but there's talks of... A few different things that that's going on with me. A big media presser passed uh, this weekend. Yes, yep, yep. Need to know. So we'll, we'll, I'll run down the rest of the card here, and I'll just say the How card. How cool we'll was it too? That match that you had me watch the the Bullet Club versus the Golden Elite versus the Bullet Club. Uh, how the never open champs were on opposing sides. I thought yeah. that was pretty interesting and then pretty rad. Different for sure. You know, I loved the finish. That I was glad you brought that up because that was the one I wanted to hear your take. I love how they came out and just just to ruin the match and then left. It was such a WWF booked match. Come on, you have to admit there were shades of McMahon isms in the last couple of nights of this tournament, from the, no. the final nights of each block to that the, those shenanigans right there. Well, what I'm saying is they literally came out. They did the, He hit him with the stun gun. The ref did the DQ. They zoomed in on Tamatanga, and he says, I don't care if you boo me. I'm not going to let you people see those two fight yes. each other. That mm-hmm. was amazing. That was amazing. Because they literally did it just to piss the crowd off. And with what mm-hmm. we got with Tamatanga and Yoshihashi, we, we actually saw, um, uh, what was his name, Harold Mage and uh, Takata. Uh, uh, Kadani came out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's huge. They got management in. Yeah, uh, Tamatanga's like scre- like trying to kill Toro Yano. The referee pulls him off by his like. I was into that finish. It was funny. I mean, he set the tone anyway. He came out and said two and five. I don't give a bleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He goes, I'm two and five. I don't give a shit. He's like, the hell with the G one. <laughs> and he goes, I don't need any stars. I'm the biggest star. And he goes, Meltzer. It was awesome. <laughs> He's totally trolling. He's trolling like, I, the American audience through a Japanese feed. How crazy is that? I'm, it's an I'm inception into it. of wrestling. 
the the last two nights with how much they put put that over, I'm into it. I'm I'm into it. And I, I in Gato we they're, trust is how, how they're they're getting that that uh, that Memphis heat, if you will. So as, as we kind of discussed that the other night, mm-hmm. uh, I I totally looked at it a little differently. Yes, albeit annoying as hell, uh, it kind of made sense. And especially you know, uh, I loved how what was it night uh, night sixteen. How you know it, it, it kind of made sense to with within those uh, what last three matches and how it kind of hindered you know uh, into the final night again very uh, westernized type of booking but it made sense for what they were trying to uh, kind of configure for the audience. You know, once again, what I love about it is they didn't do a run in for like to stop a match. They came out night one in Budokan Hall. Yeah. And didn't let the fans see Omega and Ishii touch, and then just laughed at the fans because they screwed the fans out of that match. Yeah, they didn't even do it for like, you know what I mean? It wasn't even like, ah, oh, we just saved our guy. It was now nah, we're just disrespectful dudes. They're I just know, like I mean, the the third reserve of the NWO, though. I mean, if you think about it, they're they're just doing the exact same thing. It's the Virgils and the the well, I like Scott Norton. But you know, it's it's like nine Virgils into those three guys, and, <laughs> no, uh, and Stevie Ray. For that. <laughs> uh, then we get Tetsuya Naito, Evil Sonata, and Bushi taking on yeah. Miro Suzuki, Zack Saber Jr., <laughs> Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and El Desperado. That'll be good. Brutal. That's gonna be tough. <laughs> brutal. Oh my God! Like they're just uh, Suzuki's pissed. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's just gonna lay out everybody. Like, uh, oh my God, that that match is going to be insane! Finally, I get to see Kanemaru again, which I, I I've had the the lack of Kanemaru Desperado in my life, even though Desperado did uh, make an appearance the last couple of nights. Despy is like one of my low key favorites right now. Going and around. after that after that J Cup man, you know my my Despy boner has gone through my pants. It's, Do you it's think they uh, what Demtris? What did you think of? Um, should we talk about kind of what Lij did after uh, after night sixteen, or should we save that until we get into that a little later? Yeah, let's hang on. Let's just finish running okay. the card, then we'll break yeah. that news. Uh, then we get Tomo Hero Ishii, Toru Yano, and Jay White taking on Kenny Omega, Yujiro Takahashi, and Chase Owens. That'll be good. That's gonna be fun. Ishii Omega, I love it. Opposing sides. Now. Alex, are you looking at the, like, banners for these matches? What do you mean? So, if you want to do 30 minutes. Yeah, where it shows, like, all the wrestlers. Yep. Okay. Then our semi-main events. Kazuchika Okada and Rapungi 3K taking on Rey Mysterio Jr., (laughs) Kushida, and pro wrestler Sengoku Enbu. (laughs) Um, Alex. What do you know about pro wrestler Sengoku Enbu? I I know he's very translucent. Um, I I don't think anyone can get through him, uh, which is a good thing. No, I I have no idea who pro dash wrestler Sengoku Enbu is. Look 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 now. Do you have the picture on your phone? I, I have it on my computer where it's just the silhouettes okay. with no uh, hands or arms. Okay, so I want you right now to go to www.njpw1972.com. Yep, yep. that's where I'm at. Now, um, scroll down 
and where it says full card for G1 Climax at Budokan D- Day 3 is finalized. Really? Now it'll show you a picture of all the people in the in the card. I do not see that day three. Oh, week. So I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna screenshot this and send this to your phone. Okay, perfect. Uh, yeah, I'm just seeing the climax is the last one with the lineup. Everything else just shows tickets. Oh no, this is on their like homepage. Not under the schedule. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So if you All go right, to the home page, um, it'll have a link to full card for G1 Climax at Budokan Day 3 finalized. Then you can click on that. And they pull all these up. You can see a picture of uh, Kazuchika, not Lil Kazu, and Rapungi against Kushida, Rey Mysterio. And pro wrestler Sengoku Enbu. <laughs> I also sent you a text of this gentleman. Um, do you, do you, have, you, have you have you seen this photo? No. No. Check the phone. Oh, there we go. Whoa. Eugene, gotta be kidding me! Who is that guy? And wh- where See, can I get one of those muzzles? Um, uh, this guy, muzzles I believe, I'm taking I'm taking a wild guess here, but he once wrestled in this promotion as the masked horse whose parents <laughs> abandoned him. <laughs> as a, <laughs> tell me, is that not Ryusuke Taguchi? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Horsuke Suguchi. Oh, his name legit is Pro Wrestler Sing Sengoku. Yeah, whatever. That's crazy. It really does say that. I love it. Wow. So, I'm pretty sure that Pro Wrestler Sengoku Enbu is just Ryusuke Taguchi oh, in a weird great. gimmick tagging with Rey Mysterio and Kushida. It's like oh, it's, it's it's a Japanese glacier. That's all that is. That's awesome. And I love it. I love Kikuchi so much more now. And then, obviously, Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi is your final. Alex, what do you think? Is Ibushi winning? Or does Tanahashi get the win? I don't know if you... I mean, what is it? Four months until... Five months... Until another Abushi Omega match, um, I, I'm sure people would be for that. But but Tanahashi, as as we all see, as the total point leader as well. I mean, he's uh, he's due for another you know nice big push. Everybody thought the Okada match uh, this past June was was going to be his his uh, last hurrah. Um, you know when it comes to uh, IWGP Heavyweight Championship opportunities, but uh, I'd say throw him in there. Him and Omega on the grandest stage, the stage that Hiroshi Tanahashi, yes, that dad who was a heel wrestler on the silver screen out in Japan, uh, why not give him another shot at the Tokyo Dome? I think that would be another insta um, in the realms of New Japan and a good way to kind of ensure this gaijin, this puro uh, known as Kenny Omega uh, to hold that championship um, with pride after he beats Tana 
at the biggest stage of them all. So yes, what do you think? give it to Tanahashi. I'm still going to Bushi because it's it's kind of weird. Kenny Omega said that he wanted to do a bunch of things in the company before he jumped ship. If he did, and if he wrestles Abushi, then he finally did what he wanted to do, and he did wrestle Abushi. Then you can finally give Abushi. Maybe if Kenny's gonna drop it, you give him the rub at Kingdom, which tells me maybe Abushi is, is gonna sign finally and settle down. I don't know. I still go Abushi. I I think the one advantage you gotta do is if you have an opportunity to have these two headline Wrestle Kingdom. I think you take it for that exact reason. You don't know when Kenny uh, Kota Ibushi is going to just want to go back and shoot firecrackers at himself in DDT. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know if Kenny is going to decide to leave finally because there's nothing left for him to do. So I think that's the one thing is if you have the opportunity for it, you should take it. Now, I'm, I'm in the boat that I think there's a chance that Tana wins and loses the briefcase. Because it's never happened before. Hmm. I mean, he drops Would he lose it back to a No, I, I think I think you could have him lose it to a guy like Tetsuya Naito, um, and have Naito headline your dome. I thought originally we were going to have. See, I thought there was a, there was a chance that you could have Naito win the G1, and then Okada beats Kenny Omega somehow. Like, like Okada beats Jay White, who has the briefcase or something. And then that way you could have Naito beat Okada at the, the Dome. Hmm. But I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. I don't know where they're going to go. I was not expecting Zack Sabre they to surprised me. On night 17 and 18, I I didn't expect uh, pinfalls to happen at certain points in matches. And then I did not uh, inspect or expect, uh, you know, kind of the the co-main events to kind of go uh, as they did. Uh, Shockers indeed, even though they were deemed necessary. It was was crazy that Jay White, who needed to win to stay alive, and Naito, who needed to win to stay alive, both lost. And like evil, just it was just a quick STO, and then you're like, all right, he'll kick out of it because that's what happens. And then it was just over. You're like, I, at least me, I was like, wait, what? I even yelled like, <laughs> what? What just happened? I rewounded just to make sure I didn't miss something, but no, it was just you know everything that we've seen that we've seen many people kick out of, and no, not just not that time around, and uh, yeah, but. Jay White uh, definitely uh, looked uh, one of these shining stars. If not, you know, they, they all were in this tournament. But, uh, yeah, even even in defeat, he, he plays that character so, so well. So, obviously, we talked Jay White. Um, this will obviously affect Tamatanga, Tangaloa, Bad Luck Fale. And, sadly, Alex, this is going to affect Togi Makabe even. Poor Makabe. He doesn't deserve this. But... New Japan is clamping down. Um, do you have that presser by chance at all? Uh, no, but I did send a link to Demetrius's phone. I don't have my phone. <laughs> you don't have your phone? My phone's in the other room, sir. Here we go. Well, I, I, so I found it right here. Um, there, the there's, there's, there's Harold Mage. Uh, right there. Uh, New Japan wrestling is about to change now. Even if you do not want change, it's coming to a stage 
you have to you have to change. Now this is through a translator, so it's going to be a little rough. Um, it's a story of moral rather than a story of content of the game. If you'd like to show pro wrestling only to Japanese customers, only in the Japanese market, I think that it was not a problem often. However, now that it has become possible to see New Japan wrestling from all over the world, there are things that can be regarded as a problem if it is from overseas. For example, setting up a middle finger or emitting a broadcast prohibited world by a live broadcast is absolutely out of the rule on broadcasting and ethics from overseas even if it is not a pin for a Japanese customer. Although customers' acceptance may be totally different in Japan and overseas, in any case, players and stakeholders should take, dis- should take discriminatory actions and organizers outside of the ring and professionally. Um, not only in the situation of overseas expansion, but also in Japan alone, there are change in social ethics and social ethics that it was quite natural in the past, but now not allowed. Wrestling logic called he is a heel sometimes does not pass the rules of society in general. If you continue to overlook it, it will become a big problem by a chance, and it will take away from not only players of the problem, but also players of many players. Because we strive for fun to watch your pro wrestling, the history of Shindipan pro wrestling, the staff who are doing best, and the lives of their families, if inappropriate behavior is corrected, we correct it. But there is no change in wishing for the success of each player. Also, although it will be a different story from actions of the athletes, we will deal with firmly in the future for customers with poor watching manners. We sincerely apologize to customers who are uncomfortable at some of the venues. The statement comes... After Tamatanga, there was a heckler during the Kota Ibushi match, and he grabbed the guy in the crowd by his throat and started, like, shaking the guy in front of the fans. And, you know, a lot of the fans around it were smiling and laughing, and the guy looked like he was playful with it, too. And it might have been a playful type thing, but, you know, if that's one of those things where that guy comes back and goes, dude, your wrestler assaulted me, yeah. you got to fire Tamatanga on the spot. Yeah. There's no, there's no excuse for that. Um, in Japan, you know, I, I mentioned this to you, Alex, when I was watching a bunch of those, you know, things we have to learn for when we go to Japan, that they don't have trash cans on the street because they don't believe in eating and drinking on the street. You know, littering is like a crime over there. And there's a video, Tamatanga posted with Tangalo on YouTube where he's dumping garbage all over and littering, mm. which is like a, a criminal offense. And New Japan issued a statement, you know, he was in character and he was doing something for that. And they're banning English swearing. Like, people can't yeah. get away with swearing just doing it in English so Japanese don't know it. Um, you know, you know the, the Japanese ban, they don't let them swear in Japanese. And if you look at, look at Ishii and Omega, Milano Collection AT curses in English, mm-hmm. not in Japanese. I wonder why. So... Um, and there was also a thing, I don't know if you watched the backstage, but there was a backstage incident where Jay White was doing a promo, and at the end of it, he grabbed one of the production guys, and nobody knew what was going on, it looked like, and he was he was getting rough with this production guy, just because it's his character, and there's a lot coming from this, and, and it sounds like... Jay White's in deep water, and it sounds like Tamatanga's in deep water for this. You know, and Tongaloa, unfortunately, guilty by association... You know, he see, you know, he's doing those those pre-match promos. He didn't do it night 18 with Fale. No, they were neither of them were there. Or Tamatanga, yeah. They 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 didn't do any of them. 
and that came after the press. You know, the now, press, are press they pretty much killing any momentum that they're getting now with the, with this censorship, essentially? Because I mean, that was kind of the only reason why Gorillas of Destiny were any watch anything watchable <laughs> was anything obscene that they would do or say uh, during their matches. I'm I'm gonna say no for the fact that if they're really not in hot water and the hot water thing was just a, um, you know, just one of those situations where we're issuing a statement and people are assuming that it's them are the ones in trouble. I don't think they would have had the office come out and try to keep the firing squad back from the ring and to get them over. If anything, to me, that makes it seem like, look, these are banned rules, but we're going to keep trying to get you over to keep this working. But they basically made a storyline out of it, kind of. Yeah, yeah which, which to me makes me feel in good faith that they're not in any trouble. So now here's my question is, did these guys, did they do the press release and then they still did the actions so they knew about it? This press release it? came out two days ago. So, so they already this did came it? out Saturday afternoon. Okay. So this came out before, this came out the day of night 18. Or this came out Friday afternoon. So this came out after night 17. So night 18, if you notice, Tongaloa didn't do the little pre-match thing with Tama Tonga. Yeah, I noticed that. And that this came out like six hours before that. Tonga Tonga was still cussing, though. He did say, yeah, he did drop he the S. He was still cussing. So and I you don't notice know. Juice Robinson did not do any swearing or anything and gave his pirate gear to children? He kept yelling, come on, go now! Yeah, I noticed that. There wasn't, yeah, you, you know, bleep face or bleep hole or bleep, <laughs> which he normally no, does. And he's a face. Let me ask you this: when he swears, is this going to be one of those things where if you're not a if you're not a ma- if you're a main eventer, it doesn't matter, and if you're just mid card fodder, they're gonna they're gonna censor you. Like when Chris Jericho comes back with a f face shirt, are they gonna censor him? Or are they just gonna let Jericho yes. be Jericho? Yeah. They'll censor. They have to. I, I think they'll make it mandatory for everyone. They seem like I a think company gonna... where it's going to be everyone's equal. And it makes sense too. I mean, that was my one thing I always wondered was like, man, you guys are branching out globally, mm-hmm. and you guys are not like. I don't know how you guys have a TV deal. Well, maybe that's why they're kind of doing it too, because they're branching out to the U.S. And you know, mm-hmm. you can't have that here. Yeah. So you kind of you might as well nip it in the bud at the home base now. Before your boys get over to like over here and they just all of a sudden somebody's like, we're here. And all that. Well, they I mean? also see the, uh, the opportunity and the money with the WWE getting a billion dollars from network. So, you know, with the relationship <laughs> with the ring of honor, you know, they're all reaching for that WGN America contract. Cause Sinclair, albeit, you know, it, it gets good reception. It needs something a little bit more, you know, as we discussed last week, like a WGN or, Anything other than pop TV or wherever the hell, you know, Sinclair's on at 2 a.m. Because <laughs> there's only really two guys I can think of that it would kind of hurt maybe a little bit that are future stars, and that's Jay White and Juice, because Juice drops F-bombs every, like, five seconds. And Jay White, that's just his character. But if you think about it, like, Sonata doesn't cuss. Nido doesn't cuss. No, Nido doesn't do any of the yeah. weird gestures or anything well, like Cabron. that. Well, That's a so. word. Yeah, but still. You know what I mean. <laughs> Car bro is a swear word. It's not like blatant, like an f word. Alex, the the true Hispanic in the room, crushing the uh, perfect uh, 
tongue with the <laughs> the word ca- carbrone. Carbrone. <laughs> Alex, is it how can say carbrone? Carbronies. 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 Either way, I think they'll Los be fine. Those guys will be fine. I just punched myself so hard doing the low thing They suck already. It doesn't matter. It, it, it's going to hurt them in the long run because they're going to suck censored. They're going to be picked up by the E, and then they'll never be heard from again. It's fine. Man, they get oh, picked up over. E. They're getting a heel heat reaction. They're, they're getting the reaction that's supposed to get, but I think more people are just pissed off because this isn't what New Japan is used to seeing. It's ridiculous. It's getting the Russo TNA WCW treatment. But, but once again, that's where I say us as the fans who watch us every night are pissed. The fans mm-hmm. who get two shows a year and their mat, one of the matches they want gets ruined by these guys, that's legit heat, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when they do these village shows or whatever they are. So here's, here's my question for you guys, too. How long do we get until, like, the Smarks or, you know, all the Marks are going to blame the new white dude in office for the Ooh. censorship? Because you know that's gonna, you know that's gonna happen. Unless you go first. It's gonna be a dagger. Well, again, it's it's their ways of getting a little bit more corporate corporatized, if you will. So yeah, I mean, it might get some heat, um, but I think it, the only thing, if it starts affecting the in ring work, if it starts becoming more entertainment than wrestling, that's when I think the smarks will start becoming uh, coming up. Uh, with that uproar um, and, you know, depending and, and then blame the, the new white guy in charge, as you like to say there. So uh, I, I think that would be the only way I think for the swearing for now, it's not as adamant. It's not something I seek out. To be honest, it, it kind of makes me uncomfortable majority of the time because I'm like, what? There's like a kid right there and this face with a pirate hat is is just yelling F-bombs after F-bombs. And I'm like, that. what, what purpose is that? Yeah, and, you know. You know I'll say flat out, I think you're right with that, Alex, because look, look at how I used to be, like, 100% adamant when we were doing sportscast. Yeah. You can't say nothing. hmm You know? And that's because it was a corporate feel to it. Now, when we do these late-night WrestleCasts, you know, I'll say a couple things here and there. I'm not going to lie. But, like, in the same boat yeah. we're there in, you are a corporate, and you need to treat it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can't be, and, and, you know, if anything, I may say, you know, poop, but, but, you know, that's not the extent of it even. And like that nowadays you, you hear all the time, you know, just on regular TV, it seems like, but it's the amount of F-bombs that they're dropping. And I think the cool, you know, the only thing I ever really laughed at was that Wrestle Kingdom 12 match Mm -hmm. or Wrestle Kingdom 11 match. With the, the the three way, the war machine, <laughs> yeah, and, and I hate the shit out of you and all that stuff. Like, <laughs> well, even I said that. You know, that's kind of why I didn't really get into Juice that much was because all of his promos was f this after everything, and then it was f that. My only thing is the only I don't care about them censoring it. Just don't change my wrestling. Like we seen the new owner dude once. As long as he doesn't, Gato doesn't do his Western booking and make him an on-screen character, I'm okay. Which I don't think they're going to do. Exactly. Cause they don't, cause I don't know. He, he, already, has, he already had his own 10-minute video about him. It started with him in it. the shower. 
He's a new owner. You leave it at that. <laughs> Wait, here's the one thing that we have the advantage of that WWE does that they don't do in New Japan is they don't do promos in the middle of shows. Thank God. You know, there's one promo show, and it's by the guy who wins the main event. Yes. So at least with that aspect, we don't have to worry about the on-screen thing. Now, I will say, you know, once again, they they still gave a rub to Gorillas of Destiny and Folly, even though they did get lectured. So the company's still trying to get this over. And, you know, when it's all said and done, I didn't hate their run in the tournament as much as I did at the time of watching it. The only saving grace would be if, if your prediction of uh, Hanare joining the group, then I would be more interested. But, yes, I mean, it, it, as the tournament went on, it was just something where I, I kind of lived with. I know it, it caused a lot of hatred online where, again, my thought was just like, okay, it's going to happen. I liked how the refs, you know, were sick of it, the officials, the announcers, um, I, I, the crowd even again, you know, J- most new Japan crowds are very silent, you know, only when, you know, you need to cheer or whatnot, but they were getting a heavy Roman reigns type of booze there, you know, J- uh, including Jay White. But, uh, yeah, those guys, uh, de- definitely earned and deserved everything they, that they, uh, got from, from their reception. Speaking of booze, how, how entertaining was it when, Kotobushi does the moonsault with the knees and he gets booed for being dirty, as they said. So he starts bowing and apologizing to the yep. fans. That was, awesome. that was so cool. Then he does the foot stop in the corner. They boo him again for it. And he just gives like a sly, nefarious look like, I'm not apologizing for that one. Yeah. Like, you mean the was... double stomp on his neck? <laughs> yeah, when he was in the corner. <sighs> that was a great sequence. But yeah, the, uh, oof. That moonsault to the double knees, I've never seen that before. I was happy they had a replay of that because, wow. <laughs> like, even Omega, like, like, jumped up in the air, like, four feet because he's like, ooh, like, just gasping for any amount of oxygen. So let me ask you this here before we uh, – we just got about ten minutes left, so got to get to this G1 final. What was your – Match of the tournament. We'll start with Demtris. I got to think about it. Demtris always seen like really three see, shows. Yeah, I didn't see much. What? I mean, if you want me to actually pick from what I've seen, I think my favorite was Abushi and Idol. Because that match was awesome. I loved uh, Omega and Ishii, but I don't know why, but for some reason... The Bushi and Naito just kind of stuck with me. Love that match. Bushi and Naito is really good, though. Yeah. Gosh. Um, I think my favorite was Ishii Omega. I think that was my match of the tournament. Ishii Omega or Ishii and Ibushi. With, with, let's say... um, with maybe Ishii Sonata or Naito Zack Sabre as my third, fourth runner-up, and Omega Ibushi right there, too. God, I mean, there's there's a decent chance that Tomohiro Ishii was in my top three favorite matches of the whole tournament. I'm not going to lie. MVP. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even throw out, out there Ishii Juice Robinson, for me, was a, a 4.99 match. That That match was brutal. 
It was quick. It was then the the old uh, samurai just kind of saying, "Screw this, young buck! I'm I'm just going to murder you." Um, yeah. Which I, you know, he just kind of took it into uh, high gear, a la you know the match he had with Sonata. Which again, I I thought you know praise all praise to Sonata. Uh, unlike last year, where I thought he kind of fell off in the back half of the tournament, he he was consistent consistent through uh through the whole uh, the whole tournament this time. Uh, you know, again with that match, uh, the final two with him and, and Naito, and him and uh, Ishii was were, were just fantastic on his part. Skull end after skull end attempts, but uh, uh, just kind of uh, the the two elder statesmen getting the wins, I, I thought were brilliant. But I might have to get back to you on Monday about the the best match. But yeah, I, I would say Ishii was probably in uh, three of them, and Okada was yeah. probably in about two. Who's, I that Okada Tanahashi match. For some reason, changed me. Uh, I I was into it a little bit more than some of the previous watches, but I I just I like this version of Okada going against uh, the Ace there because it's just something that Tanahashi's like, whoa! I've never seen this aspect of uh, the Rainmaker <laughs> before, this Joker, if you will. And the callbacks from their old matches were just tremendous mm-hmm. in this match. And I love how, like, the time of the draw happens as he's trying to roll back out of the ring to do their high fly flow. Like, it wasn't <laughs> like, oh, one, two, dang. It didn't. Because, so, like, if, you know, they had a draw, I think, two years ago in the finals of the block, and that their draw was the reason Goto went on to face Omega. And he hit the fly, high fly flow on Okada, and at two, they ran out of time. So he would have beat Okada if he had one more second. So the fact that during the ten, final ten seconds, the, the same thing happens, which is, once again, a callback to their G1 match. It blows my mind how they're able to do this. He he literally kicks out, and he tries to go out of the ring to do one more before the time runs out. Gosh, yeah, you know, that... Which is a callback once again to the the Duntaku match, where at the thirty minute mark of the match, they hit the same frog splash falsy that the draw had. Like these two guys are incredible mm-hmm. together. Then you know kind of like a moment like that too. What's that? Uh, D- Demtris, did you know all those callbacks as well? No, I don't remember all the callbacks. Then that's why I don't really, you know, like rank the matches as high as like Ryan does because I don't know all the callbacks. But I was saying like Obushi and Omega had a moment like that too after their match, where Omega was like trying to kick out because he didn't know that the match was over. Yeah, so he was still trying to kick after out. That Kamigoi, yeah, after the Kamigoi, he was still trying to and kick like, out. And they're like, "Stop! It's over." He's like, "No, I'm kicking. I just kicked out. I, I'm not eliminated." No, and Obushi's no, like sitting there hugging him, like trying, like, "Dude, it's over <laughs> with. Just breathe." Are you we in agreement? That the main event of eight eighteen was was that a five star in your eyes or was it a little, little too you know not not the thirty five forty five minute match that of course we know those two can run, um but but where where did that match kind of rank in the in the tournament for you I I thought this was a a pretty damn near perfect match uh but where did, where did you guys kind of think I think that near aspect? perfect is the perfect way to put it because I went four and three quarters. Um, I went four Dimitri. seven five. I went a four seven five. 
You know, so I think when you said near per- perfect, yeah, it was near perfect. And I think it's because if they're going to work the dome, they're not going to give you everything now. It's going to be True. sometimes better than what they did. Um, but I also show. gave Zack Sabre Nidal four and three quarters, and I gave Ishii Sonata four and three quarters. I thought the last three matches, and if, you know, you want to look at Juice Goto, I went four and a quarter on that thing, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, those last four matches mm-hmm. rivaled Wrestle Kingdom this year, I think. It was just the body of work on that card was amazing. Clock, I mean, it, clock it was, was just so stacked. I, I mean, I, I think as of right now, <laughs> that night 18 of the G1 show is in my match or show of the year right now in the contention. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. I, I God, what was it, 16 or 14? I gotta, I gotta look at my notes, but, but I, I kind of felt the same way. I think uh, a few shows ago with the B block as well. Sixteen oh, is the, or fourteen is the one that had Naito Obushi, Zack Saber Juice, and Ishi Omega in it. That's probably the one you're thinking of, because night yes. sixteen was <laughs> was good, but like the matches got kind of worse as the show went on. Um, bum, 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 bum. I'm, I'm excited. Who, so, as you were saying, kind of, uh, who who was a breakthrough of the G1 tournament uh, out, out of this year? Um, since there were uh, a few new wrestlers in the tournament, there, Ryan. Um, I thought Hangman Page had a really good showing. Um, I, you know, I mean, he he was in last year, and he, he Zach Saber, man, like. You know, I was, I basically, so I had said to, here, here's two things I said earlier when we were watching the show, is I had talked myself out of Okada being in the top five for first half rest of the year, and then I said, who am I kidding? He was the damn champion for the first half of the year. He's got to <laughs> be Matt Wrestler of the Year or right there, because he beat Saber, Osprey, Naito, Sonata, and he beat uh, Tanahashi to break the record on his, like, 700th day, so... I lied, but you know, when you go to that next tier, a guy like Zack Sabre's in the running for, you know, one of the top guys of the year. Um, he easily pushes any WWE star, right? Like, you could easily go top five wrestlers in the world are all New Japan, right? Yeah, I think I think if you want to put anybody, I think there's two guys that aren't in New Japan that you could argue are in the top five in the world, and those are Matt Riddle and Valter. Hmm. But even then, you still got, you know, you look at Okada, Omega, Zack Sabre, Tomohiro Ishii. Um, I I had, you know, I was I was running these guys through my head. And, you know, obvious answer is Naito's, you know, top three in the company. And I went, well, I'll take Okada, num- I'll take Okada, I'll take Omega, mm-hmm. I'll take Ishii, I'll take Zack Sabre. I will take Kota Ibushi. I think I'd take Tanahashi, and I may and uh, I'd take Osprey and Hiromu. What about Jay White? For Tetsuya Naito, I'd probably put Jay White and Naito around the same spot. Okay. So, but by saying that, I now have Naito like eight. Naito, I, I think the last couple of matches, especially, you know, of course, the Sonata and, and Zack Sabre Jr., it was a different sense of Naito, especially after 
what we saw uh, post-match with Sonata, it just seemed like a more humanized version of Naito. You know, it wasn't as tranquilo. Um, you know, he was a little bit more focused. It seemed like he cared about, you know, what was happening in the tournament, you know, where, you know, as usual, he's, you know, not carrying the belt with him or, you know, not just not giving a damn. So, but, but this was a, a different sense of Naito. This, this was one that, that wanted to win, that wanted to get that shot of redemption, to get that, you know, shot again at the Dome, albeit this time against Kenny Omega. And, and here's the one thing I'll say, too, that really stands the test of time to how good New Japan is right now. What does that say to you if I think Tetsuya Naito is the eighth best wrestler in the company? That they you, have the best you crop of me? talents <laughs> of anything. I, is there anybody that you would put right now, if you, if you, you know, August 12th, opened or walked into Stanford and they said, we'll give you any wrestler on our, on our roster. And I'm saying WWE, I'm not talking NXT because I don't want Gargano in this conversation because of how good he is. Mm-hmm. But I'll give you anyone on WWE proper for Tetsuya Naito. I don't think there's one guy you're giving away for Naito. No. Not one? We checking our mid-card, too? If, if I were, if, if you were Vince McMahon and I was, or if I was Vince McMahon and you were Takaki uh, Kadani, and I said, Mr. Kadani, I want Tetsuya Naito. You can have any one wrestler off my roster for Tetsuya Naito. You could take Tyler Breeze. So you're you're telling me Tyler Breeze is you would trade me Naito for Tyler Breeze? No, I oh I have Naito. Yeah, I'm you're, talking about I'm Kadani. E and I could give I'm Vince. Oh God. No. I don't think there's one guy I would trade for. Give I would no. I would want for Naito. I would take Nakamura back. I already had him. I already had Styles too. Yeah, and Styles is Nakamura would be huge if he comes back. No, yeah, not, uh, Nakamura will be, will be big when he goes back. I think he's going back. Mm. But you know, to be fair, I love AJ, but he hasn't had as good of a year as the two years before this. True, but he's still him. Yes, he is, and he's still tremendous. I'm not, and I'm not discrediting him when I say that. But like, you know, he hasn't had a match like he had with Cena that yet this year. You know, he hasn't had that, that might kind change of match. though next Sunday. Oh, I, I hope really so. Hope God, I can't wait for him and Joe. Yeah, I'm with you. No, him and Nakamura, Money in the Bank. We we both said that was a five-star. Yeah, no, that's or, true. Or, 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 I'm going to take Daniel Bryan. Okay, so now maybe now we're, now we're starting to talk a little bit. I, would take I have a question. Real talk. Does Roman Reigns get over in New Japan? Like I'll be like in the audience's eyes, as we know, they 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 enjoy a good face. If they play it pro- if they play it right, can Roman Reigns be over? I I think he would get over partially because of the name value. The problem mm-hmm. is I don't know how he relates to well, the fans. He feels with Tamatanga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean if he comes in Oh, boom! Book it. Book it. And then swerves everybody and joins the firing squad. Um, we're gonna we're gonna let you go. G one's about to start. I'm ready to go and uh, watch the. F. I can't wait to go oh, see. We didn't talk about show. We gotta do that Monday. Oh yeah, that was the one thing I said too. If Show Taco was three inches taller, he'd be a heavyweight. Cause that dude yeah. is swole. I love Show. He is so. 
Dude, we were we were looking at him. He he looked bigger than Godo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that dude is. Jen was the like, truth, Who is man. This blonde guy, and I'm like, that's Sho Tanaka. Do you think and, he was and, a part of a K-pop band or J-pop? I don't know. I don't think she cared what he was a part of. She got a like, new Seth Rollins, huh? Yeah. Yeah, apparently that Seth Rollins. No, sorry, Seth. For her now. Yeah, Bushi and Show Tanaka <laughs> bumped his ass out the running. <laughs> uh, we'll be back Monday, uh, late night again, because real life happens. Because real we'll life, have, yeah. G1 final. We'll break down. We'll kind of just do the overall feeling of the show. News takeover NXT takeover preview. We'll have our SummerSlam preview. A lot of fun, a lot of fun. We'll catch you on Monday. Thank you all for participating with us. G1 hey Climax. Guys, the special the number for Monday, 21,000. Oh, 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 oh. We will definitely talk 21,000. Right now, we got to talk about G128. Go turn on your New Japan world. It usually starts about five after. Got about 30 seconds. Alex, enjoy the show. Peace out. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.